You ready to celebrate? Oh, you bet I am. Happy birthday, murder, my dude. You're a year old. BP, pretty soon this show is going to be starting school and it'll drive a car, go out, find a nice podcast of its own to marry. We have to appreciate these years while they last. And they said we couldn't even make it a year. Well, who said that? You know, they. Names. Your mom, your kids, your stepdad. Enough names. Nate. The guy I tried to sell the microphones to. Huh? Me. From Project Humanoid, this is Murder My Dude. I'm BP Bird. And I'm Jackson Wells. And it is our birthday. Well, actually, a few days ago was our birthday. Yeah. It was, what, the 27th, the 26th of the 27th. Okay, so. One year. One year. 42 episodes. Didn't, we, we did miss a few months here and there. Well, like a month and a half. Yeah, most of, like, January. January yeah. Like, and then we would we would miss, like, a, a week or two here or there. I don't think we've missed a week in a long time, though. I think it's been pretty consistent yeah. for quite a bit. Yeah, we've been pretty good. I think we're on, like, a 20, almost 20-episode 20 streak, because I think the last one was the break for our, quote, season finale, and then yeah. episode 25. Yeah, this one's a, this isn't a, a, a big one, because it's it's not only our birthday episode... But it's also our Halloween episode. Yeah, in fact, it will be. It'll be released on Halloween. Yeah. And I, I was trying to call this one Halloween Hullabaloo. <laughs> Still trying to get that over, yeah. aren't you? I, there's lots of things that I've been trying to get over for years. You've almost been trying to get Halloween Hullabaloo over as long as you've been trying to get Ain't That a Pity over. Ain't That a Pity is like maybe a year or two older. Is it? Yeah. Huh. And then Halloween Hullabaloo was something you wanted to do for the cheap shot. Yeah. So yeah. that would have been like 2008. So Halloween Hullabaloo is like 11 it's the same years show, old. Same show, too. Yeah. Same show. Oh, it's funny. Yeah, Halloween Hullabaloo, we, we had plans for it, and then mm-hmm. they just always fell apart. You we actually did do a Halloween Hullabaloo. Yeah, and it didn't end well. It was actually. Yeah, it, it did. You keep confusing the show. Oh, okay. You keep confusing it. Uh, I don't know why I said confusing like that. Halloween Hullabaloo was the one. Where where we dressed up, right? You dressed up, right? Or did I dress up too? What the? I don't remember. It was a few years. It was about two years ago. Yeah. And what show was that? Was that that was Two Past Midnight? Yeah, I was going to say it was either it was either the Macabre Club or Two Past Midnight. And uh, no, we did we did a Halloween Hullabaloo episode. I just don't know if it was ever released. Um, The episode you're referring to, it was much later, by much later, like a month later, because. Because how, the Halloween Hullabaloo episode was just me, you, and Nate. Okay. The episode that you're talking about that didn't end well, and you keep confusing because you brought I do. this up before, yeah. was me, you, Nate, and some girl. I don't remember her name. Right, she was like, really? The Stephen King, I remember that. Or Becky. That's mm-hmm. it. Her name is Becky. And that went well. It went swimmingly, I thought. And that, actually, I knew I knew that there was something amiss, mm-hmm. as uh, as. Blues Traveler would say. <laughs> there, were you there, being insincere? No, actually, I was being sincere. Uh, Nate was being insincere. In fact, you don't mean any of this. No, I do mean all of this. Still, his confession draws you near. I know so much of that song. Right. <laughs> to confuse the issue, I refer... You know, like, listen. Just, I'm not going to sing this anymore. We're going to get sued by yeah. John Popper, who owns a, uh, a, a gun farm oh, wow. in Bucks County. I didn't even know you grew them on trees and plants yeah, and things like farms, that. he farms them. Uh, so, that, that episode, I knew something was wrong. Nate was, Nate was really drunk, and when you got up and, uh, to go to the bathroom, and Becky said she'll be back, and we had just ended 
uh, our episode, I saw Nate. Now, I saw during the episode, like when we were talking, I saw it like he kind of like, because we were on camera at the time. We were on like Skype or something. Right. And he had dropped, he dropped his head. He was like pushing the microphone out of the way. He was just like, he just wasn't, I don't know, there was something off. And uh, when, when you left and when she left, it was just me and him. Man, he just fucking lost his shit. And we got into a big fucking argument. And by the time you both come back, we're like, yeah, it's over. <laughs> like, the show's done. And it was like, basically like, but we were gone for like two minutes. Yeah. What happened? And that two minutes, me and him just went at it. And uh, Can the hook bring us back? <laughs> yeah, something brought us back. It, yeah. it was, and it's funny because we, we were just, so we were working on this thing called the Macabre Book Club. Because mm-hmm. we had the Macabre Club. And the Macabre Club at that point, so it was like Project Human, there was like tears. So right. Project Humanoid is like the, the main uh, like company, right? It is the top of the pyramid scheme. Right. <laughs> Totem pole. And, uh, and then, so you have your umbrella, and then, and then after that would be the Macabre Club, and right. then under the Macabre Club was the Macabre Club podcast, which ended up, uh, becoming, like, Two Past Midnight. Right. Um, then you also had, like, Secret Symposium was gonna be under yeah, that. Yeah, we brought that up before, like, we were gonna do a, uh... And then, right. Like, a fictional thing. Right, and then, and then, uh, the Macabre Book Club. <clears throat> and... All that, and it's funny because like Nate had just got done. He just worked on like all the like the bylaws and shit. Yeah, yeah, he was really serious about that book club. Yeah, he really wanted that, and it's funny because we talked about it recently. We're like, we should bring that back. Or he he brought it because Nate always wants to be a part of a book club, and I'm always like, no, right? Because I joined a fucking book club, and uh, I I joined a book club at the coffee shop that I go to, uh, and the only reason the guy the guy that started the book club. The only reason he started that fucking book club was to get close to the one girl that works there. Right. And I know that because, like, it just, I don't want to sit here and, and spend a whole lot of time on it, mm-hmm. you know, but I do like that gossip shit. Yeah. Uh, but it's funny because when he realized that she wasn't going to be a part, uh, a part of it, it fucking fell apart. That'd be a great name for a podcast. What's that? That gossip shit. That gossip shit. Let's do it. Let's do not that you, You're not really shit. into that gossip I'm shit. I'm not. I'm not. I like it. I love gossip. As long as it doesn't involve me, I can sit back from afar and eat some popcorn and fucking watch a drama unfold. Or a, a drama unfold. Um, anyway, yeah, so. There was always fun shit. It's funny, we, we were All at, Halloween hullabaloo. We were at, uh, so we did the Tornado Tag podcast. Yeah, I'll be doing that on Halloween, as a matter of fact, again. Okay. Uh, we're going to be talking about Halloween Havoc. Right. So tune in f- to that. Go over to uh, Interviews with Everyday People. We're going to be talking Halloween Havoc. That'll be out probably, if you're listening to this on Halloween, it'll be out like Friday, I think. It'll be out the next day, maybe Saturday, the latest. Yeah. Yeah, we were sitting there talking to Andy Hedder about uh, about the doing the old show. Yeah, yeah. Well, anyway. Anyway. That's all in the past. Me and Nate are buddies again. We play Rocket League a lot. We do play Rocket League a lot. He comes on the podcast sometimes. We have a grand old time. Yeah, we do. I actually have a real fun time. Yeah, it's been, yeah, both times he's been on, it's been really fun. I've yeah. liked having him on a lot. Yeah, I like that. Um, it's funny because I, I was like, hey, what what topic do you want to do? And he's like, oh, I don't know. I'll have to think about it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what topic we're doing next. We, 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 we've been in this kind of like kind of to pull the curtain back a little bit. We've been in a kind of a stretch here where we've had topics like pretty planned out for almost like a month 
And, like, Salem, we came, kind of came to really quick because it's Halloween. It's like, next week, I can't tell you what we're going to be talking about. I know there was one thing I wanted to talk about, and then I heard, it, like, with this one true crime podcast I listened to just did. I'm like, oh, boy, we're going to do that, like, right after they did. You know, it's funny. Um, so, tonight we're doing Salem. Mm-hmm. Another show that I, that I, I, not that I'm friendly with, that I kind of follow on Instagram. Uh-huh. They're also doing Salem this week. Okay. So much, and I'm like, well, I guess it's, it just yeah, makes it sense. Yeah, it fits the time, yeah. You're it definitely fits so, the time. So, uh, you know, I guess it's one of those, because we've had this planned out for a bit. Yeah. And I all, I guess, I guess I always look at it and go, oh, God, they're going to think that I'm right, yeah. off of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it, it's a, it's an easy topic. Like, hey, what do you, you want to do for Halloween, Salem? Well, so also to kind of pull back the curtain, as you said, or, uh, my 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 favorite phrase is to break down the fourth wall. Right. Uh, our last episode is doing really well. Yeah, Project Miranda. Yeah, Leonard Lay Charles Ng. It's doing really well. And what's funny about that is I never knew who the fuck these guys were. Okay. I had no idea who these who these guys were, and it's doing better than our H H Holmes episode, which was a lot more of a famous serial killer. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, huh, okay. H.H. Holmes is coming along now. People are listening to it. People are sampling. Yeah, it's been but, busy that week. But our Project Miranda, I, I think our numbers passed the H.H. Holmes episode. Oh, wow. Well. Could be wrong. Well, um, we always do appreciate you listening, and, and a lot of you come back. We always have, like, a steady group of people, and thank you so much for your support. Yeah. Reach out to us if you ever want to. Uh, we us. never hear from you. Reach out and touch us. Through the internet. You can follow us on uh, Facebook. It's Podcast My Dude. Just look up Murder My Dude. You'll find it. It's at Murder My Dude on Twitter. It's at Murder My Dude on Instagram. ProjectHumanoid.com. If you're listening to this the day it comes out, you still have 24 hours, I think, to use a promo code capital O, capital C, capital T, 31 at the store for free shipping. I think that ends on Halloween, right? That's the last day for it? I think so. Okay, so get on it. Get on it. You can buy a shirt, you can buy a mug, you can buy a pillow, or as it says on the thing, a pillow. Pillow. Huh? You can buy a hoodie. It's hoodie season, the weather's getting colder. Word. So, yeah. There's a lot to do. There's yeah. a lot to do on this show, too. We're dilling and dallying, and we can't really do it. We don't have the time. Mm. So I think it's time for This Week in Murder. This Week in Murder. Is that the theme? No, it's not. You keep okay. asking that. So, uh... We just need one. Somebody give us a goddamn jingle. <laughs> you made friends with a bunch of mus- musicians today. You can maybe one of them can whip up a jingle for us. Yeah, maybe that that would be. Yeah, so I'll just uh, I'll plug that. So I went to the coffee shop. Uh, you had Condition Oakland was playing, uh, and a band called Handguns. Mm-hmm. And I don't know where Handguns is out of. I know Condition Oakland is out of Ashland, Pennsylvania. Never heard of it. Here in Schuylkill County, you oh. have you lived there for six months. Yeah, like five. Uh, I thought it was six. Was yeah, it was five? close to six. It was close to six. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I also lived there for the same amount of time. And what was I going to say? Uh, and handguns. I I think they're local. Maybe Harrisburg, this area. Harrisburg. Harrisburg is my yeah. All the son used to say for some reason. Yeah, you say Harrisburg. You go Harrisburg. I don't know why you would do that. Uh, but anyway, check them out. Uh, I think maybe it's like Instagram uh, dot com slash handgunspop. 
punk band or punk band or something like that. Oh, nice. Yeah, they're kind of, they're, Handguns is like a pop punk, like, um, almost like a Blink 182-ish type. Okay, you came home with a sweet little Handguns beanie? Yeah, they, yeah, dude from the band gave me a beanie. And, that was uh, very nice of I him. gave him a, uh, a button. That was very nice of you. I think you got the better of that transaction. Here's a button. Here's a hat. Yeah. That'll keep you warm. This'll be a button. Yeah, it'll be a button. Yeah. yeah. You can, the emergency, like, if you have a hole in your shirt, you can kind of cover it up, maybe. There's uses for a button. I'm kind of underselling the button. Yeah, I don't understand why uh, you did that to the poor button. Yeah, I, I apologize for the button. Brand new Murder My Dude buttons. Yeah, we just we just got them in. Yeah. yeah. I haven't even seen them yet. Yeah, and uh, I gave some out. Uh, I gave one to Eddie Collins, a oh. robot. Yeah. So. Gave one to uh, uh, Billy Trey, who's in uh, Hang Handguns. Up. All right. Dude from handguns, a couple different people. Yeah. Nice. So, spreading so the wealth. I'm out there spreading, yeah, spread, spreading the wealth and spreading the word. All right, speaking of which, let's get back into uh, people getting killed. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's always fun. Uh, oh, man. This, this one's so sad. Uh, Iowa are woman. They all, aren't they They're all, all Everything we do is sad. This is the, why are we doing this? We should do, like, this should be the one year anniversary and the last episode, because this is too glum. No. Okay. I'm going to uh, continue to do it. All right, fine. Yeah. I like to think we put a happy face on sad times. That's what I, I like think. I like that. I like that. Happy face on sad times, yeah. So, uh, speaking of sad times, Iowa woman killed in gender reveal explosion. Are you familiar with this whole gender reveal yeah, thing? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Like, they do these big things where, like, like people have, like, cannons that shoot out. And yeah, they, they might shoot they, out, like, they, they blue, shoot or, out the colors, like blue or pink. Or pink. Yeah. yeah, so it's a boy, it's a girl. There's they, sh- they should shoot out, like, a fucking green and just confuse everybody. Gender neutral. Is that what the gender... Do? What about black? Uh, dead baby. Ooh. Um, not good. <laughs> you should do that. Fire up black and everybody looks out like, what the fuck is this? And then she goes, miscarriage. Oh, jeez. <laughs> that's, that's a horrible reveal. That, that's like, like an M. Night Shyamalan gender reveal. Don't know sell my joke. <laughs> I was selling it. Uh, ow, that joke hurt. So... So... There was one, actually, there was one in Arizona over the summer where they caused $8 million worth of damage because they shut off fireworks and it started a brush fire. Okay. Yes, but this one is uh, very sad. Pamela Christopher... What's comb fire? Comb fire. What's sort of, like, a, uh, a, um, I don't have anything good. An easel fire, maybe? Spray paint fire? Let's just... Yeah, let's not do that. Pamela Cremeyer, uh, 56, was killed by flying debris... At a gender reveal party. The Kremeyer family wanted a gender reveal mechanism that would gather them a claim on social media. That's what this is. That's what this whole gender reveal thing is. It's peacocking. It's look at me. It's like, uh, look at all the fun, like, cool stuff I'm doing. I'm so special. And so what they did here is they, according to police, inadvertently created a pipe bomb. The setup included a custom welded stand, which was then packed with gunpowder. And then they... On top of the stand, they put wood, and they cut a hole in it, they put a fuse in down to the gunpowder, and then on top of the wood, they put either... I. It's funny, this was a horrible gender reveal, because I read, like, five articles to put this together. I couldn't find out whether the, boy, the baby was a boy or a girl. Horrible gender reveal. Uh, but they put either blue or pink powder on top of the wood, and the idea was that it would explode upward, and then the powder would just mushroom out and... You'd be like, ah, it's a boy, it's a girl, it's... Oh, no, it's black powder. Um, instead, the makeshift device, when the gunpowder went off, blew out. 
and Pamela, who was about 45 feet away, was struck by uh, exploding debris and died instantly. That's a shame. It is. It's horrible. It's uh, not good at all. I'm going to eat a uh, peanut butter stuffed pretzel for you. Enjoy it. So... I eat a lot of snacks on the show. I don't know if anybody's ever known. Yeah, I, I try to eat before or after. I try to make sure I'm I'm good. Well, I, 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 I do drink sometimes on the show. I'll drink, like, coffee or I'll drink some water or soda or something. Usually water or coffee. Um, so, yeah, if you're going to do a gender reveal, be, be sane about it. Like, don't start a forest fire or kill your aunt or whatever whatever she was. Just use your head. Public service announcement for murder, my dude. Rest in peace, Pam. Yeah, and I don't want to make light of that. It, it's horrible. Like, nobody expects that to happen. It's, it, it's a shame. It's stupid. Yeah. It's fucking stupid. Just just say what you, you know, or just fucking throw. But yeah, that's what it is. They, they have to they have to get all crazy with their contraptions. Yeah. They can't just fucking Mr. Fuji somebody? What I would do is I would hire the honky-tonk man. Oh, okay. And yeah. I would have him fill fill, fill his guitar, guitar with the, yeah. the powder, and then you smash it over the dad's head, right. or his back, you know, you want to be safe, you want to take a head bump, smash it over the dad's back, and then, ah, it's a boy! And then the honky-tonk man can sing his song and, and make his money, and, and everybody's happy. It's a shame. No, it is. It's, it's a really, really, uh, really bad situation. Yeah, but then, some final destination, destination shit, like... The fucking fret board would break off and fucking hit yeah. Pam in the fucking head, and it wouldn't kill her, but she'd fall down steps, you know, and then die, or yeah, or she'd have to go to the fucking bathroom, and the house would catch fire, or or she would just live for a little while longer. She'd probably live maybe in her seventies or eighties and just have a happy life. I don't know if fate is a real thing like that. So anyway, moving on, uh, Utah woman arrested. You're a real fucking spoil sport. <laughs> It was destined to be that way. Utah woman arrested after falsely reporting that her husband murdered her. <laughs> I've been murdered. Help. You're being murdered? No. Past tense. I've been murdered. Now what happened here was uh, 44-year-old Rebecca Nielsen was arrested on misdemeanor criminal mischief charges and a felony count of emergency reporting abuse. After My husband killed me and also the ratings are really bad on... Is that a Nielsen thing? Yeah. yeah. It's, I think that's N-I-E-L-S-E-N, and this is N-I-E-L-S-O-N, but yeah, oh. it's Nielsen. Excuse me. Uh, yeah, maybe she was reporting the um, the ratings for wrestling that are really down. Who knows? Uh, but no, she was um, she was charged with a felony count of emergency reporting abuse. What she did was she was sending text uh, a text message to a friend of hers, a friend of the, a couple's, pretending to be her husband. She was using her phone, but saying that it was it was her husband. Uh, okay. Saying that she had that he had shot and killed her, uh, like basically saying this is whoever I don't know the husband's name. This is whoever I shot and killed Rebecca. Uh, the friend texted back asking if it was a joke, and Nielsen replied that it wasn't, and that Rebecca was shot and not breathing and dead. Yeah. The friend then dialed nine one one, as you would often do, and responding police were surprised when Rebecca emerged from the home. And Mr. Nielsen came out from a motorhome that was parked on the uh, on the yard nearby. Uh, the husband, Mr. Nielsen, claimed that he went into the mo- mobile home 
after an argument where Rebecca had broke his phone and smashed his laptop screen. Rebecca, so she's just a, a crazy person. It seems like it. Okay. And she admitted to sending the text say, uh, saying that she wanted to know if the friend she sent them to would help cover up a crime if she actually committed one. So, so it was a test and that friend failed. I just watched this uh, video on Facebook today. Mm-hmm. And it was this girl who, like, she trashes her fucking house, has this blood, big blood, like, all over the place. Mm-hmm. And she goes through this whole, like, elaborate thing where uh, there's, like, handprints. Like, it looks like she's trying to get up and, like, climb up on, like, a kitchen counter. And so she has all this stuff, like, but what... And, and then the, the end of it is uh, she's, like, in a... She's in, a, in a, like, a tub. Right. And it's filled with, you know, like bloody water and the guy like the husband comes in and he finds her and he's freaking the fuck out oh yeah and i guess there were people with him and they're all freaking out and then basically she's like haha like gotcha you know and he's like like get the fuck away from me yeah because he's he's like i just thought i fucking found my wife dead yeah and she's like Oh, come on, it's just a prank, it's just a prank. And he's like, no, it's not a fucking prank. Yeah, people love taking pranks too far now. Like, a little joke here and there is fine, but yeah, people go nuts with that shit now. Like, imagine you come in and you think that, because you're not thinking straight. Like, when you see, you, you start to panic. Right, yeah. And and you see that and you fucking think that, you know, somebody broke in mm-hmm. and killed your wife. And she thinks that that's fucking hilarious. And you got to see, there were thousands, I mean like 12,000 people that like put the, the, the laughing emoji. Yeah. And it's like, you're fucking, you're sick. There, I don't think that there's anything funny about that. I'm a, I'm a fan of comedy. That's not funny. The people that, are, like, that lady who did it, mm-hmm. I've watched her thing and she, like, she just, she's mental. Like, there's something off with her. I, if I find the, the video I could show you, you could just see that this lady is crazy. And there are crazy people out there that love that type of, I uh, love that type of, I don't, I don't even want to call it comedy because it's not funny. Right. It's not fun. Like, it, it's like when you see somebody fall, you know, it's, it's one thing if somebody falls, but if you see somebody fall and they crack their head open yeah, and you're still laughing, mm-hmm. you're fucking warped and not in a, and not in a fun, fun, oh, come on, don't be a snowflake, it's. You're, you're fucking, you're crazy. Like, do you remember the time when I cracked my head open? Yeah. And everybody, like, that was around was laughing? Mm-hmm. Like, I had blood fucking pouring down my head and pouring down my face. And, like, there were people sitting there laughing. Like, you're laughing that I fucking split my head open? Like, really? Yeah. I don't know. I don't get it. But that's different than thinking that somebody's fucking dead. Yeah, that that's why well, you're, you're, you're. It's warped. Like, and especially, well, I mean, that's her husband, so she would know if, like, you don't know if, if it's, like, a stranger or somebody you're just dating or don't know that well. You don't know if they had something in their family where they found somebody dead or, like, some kind of traumatic event in their past. It could, like, just, you, you don't know. Like, you can really fuck with somebody bad. Yeah, and, and I'm thinking about, like, all of the, all of the people that, that lost someone. Like, shit like that should be fucking illegal. It should be. I don't know. I don't know how you, I don't know, like... Because it's it's a traumatic thing to like you don't know what that the panic that's going through that guy's you know mm-hmm. head yeah like he's he's obviously if if you watch the video you see he wasn't he wasn't blowing it off like ah uh, you got me right you know 
And she just kept going, oh, come on, give me a kiss, give me a kiss, like... Now, do you think there's any chance that, or maybe he's not that good of an actor, that it was staged for the internet? It could have been, but but even if it was, then he's just as fucked up as her. I'm fine if it's staged for the internet, like, I'm fine with that, but if you're really doing that to somebody, because the the victim there is, if if it's real, is the guy. Like, like a person watching is, it's fine. I get what you're saying. Yeah. I understand that. Because I know stuff like that happens, where people will do these prank things, but really everybody's in on it, and they'll just do it for, right. for like, public consumption. Yeah. More so than they're actually trying to fool somebody. Hey, I mean, I guess that's a way you could get get away with it. Like, like let's just say that there was some kind of law where it's like, okay, you can't do this to somebody. You can't, you know, stage that you're fucking dead and put somebody through that because it's a traumatic thing. Mm-hmm. Even if it's just for, uh, for a few minutes. Right. Um... But then, let's just say that there was a law against that. She could just be like, no, he was in on it. Yeah. But I think that you would need to prove it, maybe. Uh, well, yeah, and, and even if it, even if it was against the law, they wouldn't do anything unless the guy pressed charges. It's like... You never know. Sometimes they can press charges. Yeah, for something like that, I don't think they would. Yeah, you never know. So I don't know. But anyway, let's move on to the next. So the last story we have for this week in murder is a Facebook live stream leads to arrest of man and death of his mother. 24-year-old Jeffrey Langford is being charged in the death of his 45-year-old mother, Graciela Holker, after seemingly incriminating himself on Facebook Live. Police were called to the scene of the crime with the report of a suicide. However, Langford had posted a video on Facebook showing his mother dead, with him saying he wasn't going to jail. He was covered in what appeared to be dried blood and appeared intoxicated. Langford claims that his mother attempted suicide and was still alive, and that he shot her afterward to make sure that she, quote, wasn't a vegetable. But police believe the position of the gun in Graciela's hand was inconsistent with a suicide attempt, and that Holker was murdered. So they're basically saying he killed his mother, somehow for some reason went on Facebook Live talking about how he wasn't going to go to jail for it, and then came in and they said, oh, no, she tried to kill herself, and then I put her out of her misery because she was paralyzed. Right. Yes, that's crazy. Yeah, it's always crazy when these things get on like Facebook Live or Instagram Live or Periscope or things like that. Like, I remember there was a story uh, a couple years back of a guy who, he was like a news anchor in Virginia who got fired and he wound up shooting somebody he used to work with or two people he used to work with while they were doing like an on-camera thing. And I think he he streamed it on Facebook Live. Uh, yeah, there's crazy stuff like that. Like, and And it's always crazier too when people will like, incriminate themselves on social media we could probably do a whole episode on like people who who were convicted because of uh something they did on facebook or something they tweeted or something they did like that get myself a little dranky drank yeah you just uh these pretzels make, make you thirsty making yourself comfortable over there yeah. well anyway i have a i have a question for you okay there, beep That's what's what I that you. i call you beep i call you pants i call you babe Right. I said that, yeah. I know, it's a little weird. See, people are like, I knew it. Yeah. I knew it. Now, here's the thing. I found out that, uh, I was going to say, Abin, I always do this. I always call uh, Laurel and Hardy. Hardy. Abin, uh, yeah. Abin Costello. So, Laurel and Hardy, uh, the one, the fat guy. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, what was his name? Hardy. Oliver Hardy. Oliver Hardy. Mm-hmm. Uh, they called him Bane. Okay. Yeah. We should be Hardy and Costello. Yeah, just the two fat guys. Yeah. Who gets the Hitler mustache? I think you should be uh, Hardy. Hardy? All right. Yeah. 
You just said you have a batter head than me. Okay, sure. I'll play the, uh, you know, the. I'll, I'll do Costello's bit. All right. I'll have to work on it. Anyway, yeah, he called a babe. So, yeah, I, I said, I, I'm going to start calling people babe. And mm-hmm. I was like, I'm going to start calling you babe, like Dennis Miller would, or, yeah. you know, or how they called, uh, they called him babe. It's funny, uh, my grandmom, that was, that was my grandmom's name. Okay. Babe, or Golden Earrings. Mm-hmm. Ever tell you why they called her Golden Earrings? Uh, no. Because when she would suck dick, all she wore was Golden Earrings. Oh. Yeah, that's sense. not a joke. That's, that's a shoe brother. Okay. Yeah. That was her thing. I guess she was a, a hussy. They, they once said, if she had as many dicks sticking out of her as she did in her, she'd be a fucking porcupine. All right. Porcupines have dicks sticking out of them. Yeah, you know what I mean. So, uh, oh, pricks! I think it was. Was it was it pricks or was, it was it... like the, the, they're they're equating the quills, quills. okay to the, to to dicks. the penis there. Okay. So anyway, I have a question for you. Uh huh. Have you heard about the snark remark dot shop? Several times now. Oh, okay. Well, if you've heard uh, me talk about it, I'm going to tell you again. Sure. Let me tell you about the snark remark. Go right ahead. It's an Etsy shop. It is. They have buttons. I know. Lapel pins. Mm-hmm. Magnets. Yep. Vital details. And more. And more. Most popular, pop, popular, most popular item is the custom lapel pin with your face on it for $9.99. All right. Yeah. They have digital protest signs you can download or print in minutes. All right. Uh, well, who's in charge of such a fine establishment? Tate. Okay. Yeah. She's been my go-to artist for a few years. Uh-huh. She's reliable, easy to work with, and she has a five-star average on Etsy to back it up. That's really good. Yeah. So go to the snarkremark.shop, get a snark, get less. Oh, by the way, uh-huh. add promo code MMD10 for an additional 10% off. Are you sure? Maybe. Okay. Yeah, just try it. Yeah. We're, we're never going to an expiration date on that, were we? <laughs> that may have been the shittiest ad read I've ever done <laughs> in my life. It was uh, like the Orange Cassidy Ivory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, should, we should go to this. Yeah. If you want, I don't really care. Go to ProjectHumanoid.com also yeah. and uh, listen to our thing. And wait, you're already listening. You listen, again. listen to this thing listen you're listening to, this to right thing now. That you're listening to. Uh, but there's other stuff on there. Like there is? Words. Oh, okay. Yeah, there are words there. I thought it was just pretty much this right now. It is. And a store. The store. Mainly the store. Also. Yeah, we saw. Lollipops. Right below the store, there is a comment section. If you have anything you want us to cover, there's any stories Except we haven't done yet? Not songs, though. No. Uh, well, It'd be known, funny if we were I've been known. Podcast. I've been known to burst in a song every now and then. No, no, you haven't. Uh, well, you have, but I say no every time. <laughs> well, that, not that one time. Um, that'd be fun. We should be like a cover podcast <laughs> and do the same exact podcast that another podcast did. Okay. And we just do word for word right. their podcast. Okay. Yeah, because we're a cover podcast. We should be. Uh, we should cover like a Joe Rogan episode. Right. We should do that, and it'll be uh, when he had uh, Snowden. Edward Snowden. Edward Snowden. On. So it'll be a three-hour podcast. <laughs> Where, where you get to say two words. It's just like this podcast. Okay. Yeah, you get to say two words, and then I'll be Snowden, because he didn't shut the fuck up during that episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'll just go on and on and on and on and on. Put you to sleep. Just like this podcast. So. Hey, don't put me to sleep, though. They should do a, they should do a regular thing. Rogan and Snowden. It, just, it rolls off the tongue, though. Soma, my dude. Snorogan. Soma. I'm going to call it Snogan. I like Soma. I like... I like I like Snogan a lot. Okay. So, ha! Ah, featured story time. Yeah, this is the Salem witch trial, or as I like to call it, Witch in Camaro. 
I like to call this our main event of the evening. Yeah. And it's time for the main event! Yeah, we need to hire... Uh, a ring announcer? Yeah, no, what's his face? Uh, the, the guy. WWF. Oh, uh... Justin, no. Talking about Howard Finkel? He's yeah, in a wheelchair. Yeah. He had a stroke. What? Yeah. Why, why didn't anybody fucking fill me in on this? I'm sorry. I was busy. Did he... I was calling this family. I had to let them know. Uh, wait, really? Did yeah, he, he's in, yeah, he's in uh, rough shape. Could he still talk? I don't him? know. Call him I... and ask him. What, what if he doesn't answer? I'm not going to know if he just didn't answer if he can't talk. I should text him. Text him, yeah. I don't have his phone number. All right, let's get into our feature story. So, to understand the Salem Witch Trials is to understand the very formation of the New England colonies. They were largely puritanical societies. They were founded on and ruled by religious law. And you have to remember, this is pre-United States. This is colonial time. Uh, So, obviously, we're talking before the Constitution, before the Bill of Rights. So, church and state are as far from separate as you can possibly get. And... Especially New England. These people wanted to practice religion their way and not anybody else's. They wanted to... It, like They always say, oh, the, the people went over here to, for religious freedom. Some of them did. A lot of them went over here to have their religious freedom and oppress everybody else. And uh, that's what you had in the puritanical era of uh, New England. And... The infamous Salem Witch Trials were actually neither the first time New Englanders... New Englanders, hard to say... Uh, were tried it's, for it's witchcraft. Really New Englanders, you're right, it's easier. I just messed it up once. It wasn't the first time New Englanders were tried for witchcraft, nor was it the last, but they were the most deadly in the history of what would become the United States. A bit about the history behind this. The first person executed in the colonies for witch- witchcraft was Alice, A-L-S-E, or by some accounts, Alice Young. And her death came nearly a half century before the events in Salem. Well, I can see how you could confuse it to Alice. Yeah, Alice. Just say Alice first. Alice. 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 Yo, Alice! Come here, on. Yeah. Yo! Don't go near that tree. That's where they hang you. That's where they hang all the witches. Yeah. Because there, there, apparently, there was a lot of, there were a lot of witches that were hanged, mm-hmm. and, uh... Some, uh, 19 in that one area of Salem, yeah. Yeah, I... They used to say that they would what burn them, uh, at the stake, but... Uh, not, not in, uh, not in Salem. I think in Salem they hanged them. No, but I, I, I think that people used to say... Oh, okay. About witches being uh, burned alive. I know they did that in Europe and other places. They, no, I'm they talking had... about here. Okay. What about here, homie? Okay. Well, maybe they did. You never heard that growing up? I, I did hear people being burned at the stake, yeah. yeah. But the, these witches were hanged. Yeah, but we're not talking about what actually happened. Right. We're talking about what, you know, what, what misinformation was put out about. Right. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. And, um... Are you picking up what I'm putting down? I am. All right. I, I'm going to pick it back up and, and, then, and go forward with okay. it now. Just run with it. And, uh, I'm not running. Much about Alice Young has been lost to history, including what her first name was. Alice. Alice. Uh, but she is believed to have been the wife of a minor landover, landowner in oh, Connecticut. Oh, she fucking touching those young boys. Landowner? Oh, a minor landowner, yeah. Oh, mine, mine. Like, she, he owned a little bit of land. Oh. A, a little bit of land in Connecticut. But he wasn't a miner. No. He, he, was, he was a miner. He was an adult landowner who owned a little bit of land. Okay. Which we're going to call a minor landowner. A little bit of land. Yeah. Okay. A minor amount he of wasn't, land. He wasn't underage, and he also right. wasn't a miner, like, like the minor 49er. Like no. He, he didn't work in a mine. Okay, I gotcha. No. And he wasn't a major landowner. He was small right. time. Small time. 
Which is fitting, because Connecticut's a, a pretty small state, too. I like Connecticut. Connecticut? Yeah. And, uh, and Alice Young was thought to be a witch, and she was actually blamed for an influenza epidemic that spiked infant mortality rates. She was executed in Hartford, Connecticut on May 26, 1947. Oh, three days after my birthday. And... I think I'm I said 1947, it was 1647. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't, nobody was being executed for being a witch in 1947. Uh, I don't know about that. They That's still, true. did you see, uh, the, over in, like, Africa? Oh, yeah, I meant village, in, this I, is, yeah. this is why I'm, I'm completely for people that want to go in and try to, I don't know, teach people. Yeah. About, that. because when they start, when they're still believing in, in, in fucking burning People at the stake today. Yeah, that's crazy. It's it's disgusting. Like religion needs to be abolished. Sorry, all you religious fanatics, but that's what happens when you're going over there and you're. I, I guess it depends on what the religion is. You know, mm-hmm. I don't. I don't. Quakerism. Think, yeah, I don't think the Quakers are going today. And and uh, is that who these people were Quakers? No, no, these were Puritans. They were uh, very. That's a. It's an offshoot of Protestantism. It's a very, very strict. Like, well, the Protestants, by the way, were the ones that opposed Christmas coming here in the beginning. Okay. Yeah, Protestants are some fucked up people. The Catholics always get flack. Yeah, they're kind of fucked up too. Everybody's fucked up. I mean, they, there's so many different like flavors of Protestantism. I know eventually. I don't know if it was before after this. Like, you know, it was the finest of the flavors. It is. We're gonna get, now we're gonna have problems with Popper and the bare naked ladies. My God, we're gonna just get. I would love to see bare naked ladies and Blues Traveler like together. Yeah, that'd be a great concert. That'd be a great concert. Have Weezer play too. Like, oh, God. yeah, that. Uh, yeah, that would be great. I like I like bands like Ben Folds maybe. Yeah, no, Ben Folds would be a better for you. Like Ben Folds, you don't need Weezer. Weezer already doing their own thing. That's uh, ba- it's all B bands. Yeah, Ben Folds, bare naked ladies, bare naked ladies, Blues, Blues Traveler, Traveler, and Blur. Uh, Blur. Yeah. Beezer. Beezer? Yeah. Bean Day? <laughs> I like Bean Day. Or actually Breen Day. Yeah. And it's Green Day, but it's Neil Breen instead of Billy Joe. Yeah. And it's Billy, Breen Day. And Billy Joel? Billy Joel, yeah. Yeah. The Big Bopper Jr. Bervana. Bervana, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's so many different people. Yeah. Okay. BCDC? Like They're dressed as cavemen. It's, it's, it's way different. So, um... Reunite, uh, we get to see the reunited Bisfits. Jeez. Oh, I thought we were done. Oh. I thought we were done. Okay. Well, you can even bring back, like, one-hit wonders, like the presidents of the United States of America. They could yeah. sing... Bump. All the beaches. Beaches for me. Yeah. Millions <laughs> of beaches. Even the songs have to be B songs. Right, yeah. Heavy B and the boys. Yeah. And, and guess what? And all the A... All the A sides are now B sides. Yeah. You know that, what I mean? That, that's what it should be. And I, I can host it. Yeah. Because like, I am B.P. Bird. <laughs> in the yeah. They have a they have a song. There's a B uh, side song. It's called "Almost Home." I loved it. B E M can be there. I love B E M. Yeah. yeah. Barcy's playground. <laughs> yeah, then it could be the one in Wonder Ten. Mm-hmm. Who's that band we saw in the summer? Better than Ezra. You don't know, yeah, have to fuck than, with their name. Better than Bezra. Better than Bezra. Yeah. Better Ben Bezra. Yeah. Three Bs. Nah. All right. All right That's get... enough of that. Let's get back to this. So the infa- uh, the genesis of the infamous Salem Bene- witchcraft. Genesis. <laughs> what has happened? Oh, uh, one thing I was going to mention because I, I messed up and said uh, I said uh, nineteen forty seven instead of sixteen forty seven. Yeah. It made me think of my mom. 
My mom was born in 1947. Yeah. And... Your dad as well. Yeah, yeah. My parents were both born the same month, actually. Month. Month. And... My mom... <laughs> so inside. Go ahead. My mom was born with a cowl over her head, like that extra piece of skin. <laughs> Oh, I thought you meant, like, the Batman <laughs> No, like, a, they, we'll call it, like, a veil. They will say yeah. it's good luck. Oh, okay. I know what you're talking yeah, about. Like, some, some babies are born, their face is, like, covered with a layer, a thin layer of skin. Okay. And at the cut of the way, because it can fuck up their breathing and stuff. My, mo- my mom was born like that. Oh, wow. Yeah. She probably would have been, like, murdered yeah. back then. They would have been like, which, which baby? Yeah, which baby? That baby. Yeah. Evil baby. And I would have been in trouble too because I'm left-handed. Yeah, oh yeah, my dad too. And I and I had jaundice when I was born. I was yellow. So, so. did uh, so did my oldest son. He had jaundice. It, it's common. or as a, in Philly they call that jaundice. Jaundice, yeah. J a w n d i c e. Yeah. They, so they had to put him under the lights and stuff. That's what they used to do. They used to put you under like lights. Yo, like... house. He's got jaundice. <laughs> He's got Alice. jaundice, house. Oh man. Yeah, yeah we would have all been fucked. So, uh, so the infamous of the Genesis, or the infamous Salem witchcraft tri- uh, accusations came to light in 1692. That's when all of this happened. When, Life, uh, when uh, Columbus. That was 1492. Mm. This was 200 years after Columbus. Oh, gosh. And life in the colonies at this time was tenuous at best. Hey, guess who wasn't in these colonies? Who? Columbus. That's true. He was never there. He was farther south. Much farther much south. Much farther. He never set foot, I don't think, on the United States. No, he didn't. So, he still gets shit for it. Well, I think you know, he, you know he was he, he first of all he was uh, just serving his masters, right? You know that a lot of the a lot of the he was just like running these ships. Mm-hmm. Okay, he was just doing what he was told. Not that he not that doing what he was told was right by today's standards, but by fucking standards then it was just normal practice. You know what I mean? At some at some point we're gonna be like, oh, we shouldn't have kids go to school. Because we're making them do things that they don't want to do, you know, maybe like a hundred years from now. Who knows? And maybe they'll have more electives in school. Maybe like kids can do what, more of like what interests them. You always said you wanted that. Like maybe they can yeah, do like absolutely. more. I did. Yeah. I did. I always said, yeah, I'm a proponent of, of more electives for kids. Yeah. So anyway, with, with the 1692 in, in the New England colony, it, it's not a good time. You have France no, and England are constantly at each other's teeth and... Then New England, you're right by the French colonies in this area because that's what's now Canada. You had a lot of the, the Acadian people up there who became the Cajuns in Louisiana. They were like French settlers, early French settlers. So you had a lot of like tensions between the French colonies, the English colonies, France and England themselves. I had the native tribes out there. You yeah, always had to worry like, about a native it attack. Was like they, were, they were trying to get away from that fight overseas. And they come over here, and it's still the same fucking fight. Yeah, you have to fight Gambit now. Yeah. And um, and even, like, individual towns in these areas didn't trust one another. Rest in peace. Like, um, you had Salem Village, where, where most of these things took place, which is now Danvers, Massachusetts. And the people in Salem Village didn't like the people in Salem Town, which is where... Salem is now. It's a, it's a town that's still Salem. Right, so when you're going to Salem today... Mm-hmm. You're not going where all these, all the the trials and everything happened. Uh, well, you're actually well, going where, where they were hanged. Where they where they were hanged. Yeah, yeah. that is in Salem. Uh, that's but in, not the trials. The, a lot of the trials and a lot of the people lived in Salem Village, which is right. now Danvers, which Massachusetts. Is Danvers, right. And so yeah, nobody trusted anybody. There's just this whole sense of sense of paranoia. 
Some people even believe that part of the reason was that the food supply there, like the oats and things they were eating, may have been tainted by ergot, which is a fungus that can cause delusional thoughts. It's actually what they use to make LSD. Okay. So they, they might have been tripping balls, too, on top of this. And so it's in this environment that several young girls in Salem Village, now Danvers, begin acting very strange. You had two cousins, Betty Paris and Abigail Williams. Uh, Betty was nine, Abigail was eleven. And they started acting out. They would have violent, like, fits where they would see, almost look like they were having seizures, would flail around. They would scream uncontrollably for bursts at a time. And before long, there were other local girls doing the same thing. And so they take these kids to a doctor, obviously, and it's believed that the doctor that Betty and Abigail and a lot of these girls were taken to was a man named William Griggs. And William Griggs said, uh, your problem is you're bewitched. I think you saw their noses twitch a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but no, bewitched meaning they were under, <laughs> they were under the spell of a witch. Yeah. Samantha. Yeah. You know, they have, uh, <laughs> they have, a like, a big statue of her up there now. Really? Yeah, they've had it for a few years. In, in Salem? Yeah. And I think that uh, some of the Salem people are, were... It's so weird, because you have witches today, like, current witches, uh-huh. uh, are, like, pissed off that it's like, oh, look how you're glamorizing, like, witches like that, like... Like Samantha Stevens? Right, because it's they're saying, like, that type of thing is, like, a slap in the face to what real witches are. And it's like, you realize that your shit's fake, right? Right. Are they going to get mad at Andy Griffith because he was impersonating a police officer? Right. Right. No. Because he's, uh, I guess because he wasn't, I guess what they're saying is is that the type of witch that she is makes, it like, mocks. Right, she was a fake witch that had magic powers that don't really exist. Yeah, just like the people that claim that they're witches. But they think they have magic powers. No, yes, of okay. course they do. Okay, well, wow. I didn't know. I thought they were just, like, practicing this kind of thing. That, that's insane. What, what would they be practicing? I don't know. I thought it was, like, a religious thing. Okay, no, let's have this conversation. All right. Because now, um, you always confuse me. When when you don't think that these people, like, really believe the shit that they're doing. So wait, they think they could, like, wiggle their nose and turn somebody into a cat, like Samantha Stevens. No, but they think that they're uh, certain, like, rocks and crystals and, and oh, okay. yeah, I know. potions and shit like yeah. that. That They think that these things actually work. Mm-hmm. No, I, no I, I knew that, yeah. I follow these things because I like, I like paganism, mm-hmm. okay? Uh, and I'm more of a warlock guy. And I like uh, that that's a local biker gang reference to uh, to you fans out there listening to go, I don't, get, I don't get what he just meant by that. Uh, I like the idea of, like uh, we've mentioned before, I have brooms above mm-hmm. the doorways downstairs. What's that supposed to do, anyway? Uh, it just It's kind of like you sweep away like the, the negative stuff. How's that working out for you? Not. It's not. Oh, okay. Because um, I don't believe oh, okay. in that. I, if you did believe, it would be working. Is that what they would say? Like, I'm trying to... Probably. Like, okay, all right. Probably, yeah. It's like, one of those things where you can only it only works if you believe in it. Right, all yeah, right. that's what... Because it's magic. They say yeah. that. Like, magic only works when you believe in the magic. And, you know... And th- then I go, all right, fine, you believe in it. What about all the negative shit that still happens to you then? Mm-hmm. You know? And then it's some other excuse. Yeah. Um, because if something good happens, 
It's the magic. Just yeah. for people that believe in God. Yeah, it's confirmation it's, bias. Right. Exactly. Right. Um, you know, I, I, I like the altar stuff. For me, it's, it's the aesthetic. I think that having something cool like that, I think it can make you happier. You know, like, if you're into that, uh, you want to connect with the earth and all that stuff. Um, it's like when uh, athletes always thank God. Like, there's always a George Carlin thing. Like, they always thank God after every game when they win. Meanwhile, these fuckers are four games out of, in last place. Right. It's like all these Miami Dolphins people. Oh, God, God, God. You're not going to win a game. Should have prayed harder. I, um, I like the aesthetic. I think, I think that there's some kind of, I think there's something there, uh, that science can explain that maybe there's like chemicals that are released that are, you know, make, that, that put you in a good mood. Yeah, ritual, just the idea of ritual right. routine. I love that. Being love able it. to believe in something and take some of that burden off of yourself makes you feel more at ease. There's, there's, there's things that I you mean, can that's why, to. that's why I love, dude, I love Christmas because of that. You know? Like, like there's a, there's a lot. Like, what, so Christmas is, just real quick, Christmas is my favorite holiday. Let me, let me give you a little bit. Uh, do, you, do you know why we have ornaments on the, on the Christmas tree? No. Or holly or any of that stuff? No. I know, I know the tree is like the whole, like, uh, Winter or like, um, like so a, so a, the the bulk of of how we celebrate Christmas today was taken from pagan rituals, mm-hmm. but there are some uh, post Christian uh, things that that we do today. So like the Yule log, they would bring in the, like the the men, I guess like the father and the sons would drag the slog and they would light it on fire. And this was like a, a pre Christian. Uh, thing that they would do, which we still do today. They still do the Yule Log today, right? It is a pagan custom, which right. is funny because Christianity saw this this big like uh so like Saint Nicholas. Saint Nicholas was uh, his feast is December sixth, but before that, before Christianity uh, was celebrating, I think they were doing the twenty fifth, which was for Mithra. They were celebrating Christmas then, right? Mm-hmm. And they were like, oh, shit, we like that. Let's take it. So they took it, and it was the the birth of the sun. Right. And the S-O-N, or the S-U-N, and they were like, Christians were like, well, now it's the birth of the sun, S-O-N. Right, yeah. And it's it's Jesus' thing, which they say Jesus would have been born around spring anyway. Well, you, well, you did it. You, you made our Halloween episode about Christmas. Thank you. <laughs> uh, well, anyway, but then Christians hijacked... Uh, this pagan holiday, and then they started taking other things like the Christmas tree, which you know, like uh, was another another pagan thing. And what happened was uh, they started decorating their tree with apples. Okay. And then after the apples, that's what the ornaments are. Mm-hmm. That's why you have like the round Christmas. Yeah, a lot of them are round. Yeah, right. It's it's to, uh, to kind of replicate the you know the apples how they how they would adorn their trees. And the holly was uh, rep- uh, supposed to be for like Jesus's thorns, okay, and stuff like that. So, huh. yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of rituals that you know, and I I like all of that. I celebrate all of that stuff. I, I love Christmas. I love rituals. I love routines. I love a lot of that. But I don't believe in Mithra or Jesus or any mm-hmm. anything magical. I think the I think magic is a if you say like all oh, this time of year is magical, it's it's just uh, like what's the kind of like a euphemism or, or what, am like, I, what am I looking for? Symbolism. Here? Yeah, it's like it's not real magic. 
When they say the magic's in the air, it's uh, it's not... Right, it's a feeling. Yeah. Right. And it's a, it's a great, it's a wonderful feeling. And so, when it comes to, like, like witchcraft and all that stuff, like, I don't believe that that these people up there today that are putting Eye of Newt or whatever... Why is Eye of Newt always the one that everybody goes to? Poor Newts. There's, yeah. there's got to be so many blind Newts just running around <laughs> bumping into one another. God damn, fucking witches. Can't find my car. That's a good joke. That's a, it's the best fucking Newt joke that's ever been yeah, told. Yeah, yeah. I'm the king of the Newt jokes. They've always said that. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. It's, it's, it's crazy, though, that these people are still like... And they buy it. I think I think that there's got to be a handful of these people that go, all right, look, I know this shit's not real, but I like it. Yeah, they're going through the motions, but yeah, it's all like... It's like the Jeffersonian Bible where Thomas Jefferson wanted that edition of the Bible that had all the miracles and all this, the magic stuff taken out. Right. But it always, it always surprises me when you are shocked that there are people that actually believe. Well, no, I, I, I knew about, like, the, like, crystals and stuff. I thought meant, like, flying around on a broom and shit. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure that there's some... That there, you think there's out. some witches that think they can fly around on a broom? That, that maybe that they can't, but people are able to, or have okay. been able to. I need to speak to these witches if they, they can do that. I mean, look at all the, the millions of... Uh, Christians that believe Jesus walked on water. Yeah, but they don't think they can. I think some people think that they can. Yeah, maybe one or two. Yeah. So, so pe- pe- people believe uh, these evangelical uh, TV people. Yeah, that's true. The miracle water yeah, people. Yeah, right. they, they believe them. So, so if, you know, and that's not Jesus on TV. Yeah, that is. That's true. Yeah. You know. Yeah, of course they. It, people are dumb. And some, some of them are, yeah. No, I'm just, you know, obviously I'm not going to give you a, a certain percentage or names. Uh, <laughs> but people are people are dumb. And I'll give you a name. Okay. Newt. <laughs> Gingrich or... Uh, I th- he Rocky? might, I think he's... Well, that was, that was K-N-U-T. It doesn't matter how we spell And he's Newt. dead. Yeah. Yeah, I think Newt Gingrich is the only living person named Newt. Fig? Fig is a good Newt, Tim. So, so you, you have people you think they're being uh, ca- like cast under a spell by a witch. How do you test for that? Good question. One method for diagnosing that somebody has been afflicted by witchcraft was by making witch's cake. And that was what you would, what you would do here is you would mix a cake made with rye flour and the urine of the uh, people suspected being victimized by the witch. Oh, so uh, the cake is then fed to a dog. Poor dogs. Why do the do- Why did you bring the dogs into this? Look, my dog, named Holly, by the way, after Christmas, mm-hmm. loves to eat cat turds, so... <laughs> so... So the cake is then fed to a dog, and the effects of witchcraft are then confirmed that the dog suffers from the same symptoms as a human patient. Uh, so Mary Sibley, who was a neighbor of this Paris family, suggested this, and Reverend Samuel Paris, who was Betty's father, and Abigail's uncle and guardian, had the sla- his slaves make the cake. He had his 9-year-old daughter and his 11-year-old niece, pee. I guess into a bowl or something, or a chamber pot, mm. and then they mix their pea with uh, rye flour. And Eddie they... Sabbath would have loved this cake. <laughs> yeah, this is the Eddie cake. And um, they fed it to a dog. Okay. You're okay with this? 
I feel a little I'm case just... of I feel a little case of the witchcraft going on. I think I'm gonna follow some witch cake. No, I think what it is is I'm not really outraged because dogs will willingly Oh yeah, there's way worse things that are gonna happen. Dogs will this willingly is... eat shit. Yeah. So eating a piss cake uh, yeah. that R. Kelly would probably be proud of doesn't really I don't know, I'm not really uh, shook by this. Would you try it? Would you not not let's say it's adult piss cake. Depends on how hot the girl is. Okay. Um so I, I can't even think of a girl I would like bring up as a possibility. Okay. All right, fine. Um, so despite the dog being fine, the dog suffered no Ill, uh, Ill effects from the piss cake. Who's Kathy Kelly from WWE? <laughs> you would eat her piss I'd cake. I'd probably eat her piss cake. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, so despite the dog being I fine, I want that on a T-shirt. I'd eat Kathy Kelly's piss cake. <laughs> All right then. Uh, so despite the dog being fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course pa- it's fine. Paris maintained the accusations of witchcraft, and eventually the girls involved began naming names. One of the accused witches... By the way, I can't imagine, first of all, we, you sometimes, you know, you, you pee, you, it can be really strong, mm-hmm. right? And it's today with healthier food. Right. Not that... Not that I particularly Not healthy. that you or I really eat healthy, uh, but I'm sure that we're eating... I'm sure that our piss probably smells a little better than right. the piss back then. Well, it depends on how recently you've eaten asparagus and things like that. God, I love asparagus. I have gout, so not too much. Would you eat Kathy Kelly's asparagus piss cake? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I would eat her, her fucking piss cupcake. Her piss cupcakes. Asparagus piss cupcakes. <laughs> this took a turn. Uh, so eventually, uh, these girls involved, Betty, uh, Betty, uh, Paris and Olympics. Abigail and, and all these people, they, they begin naming names and one of the accused witches, I'm just her Betty Pisscake for Betty Pisscakes. Yeah. Uh, so one of the accused witches was a West Indian slave of the Pisscake family, uh, named Tatuba. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know people would p- play that back in school. The Tatuba. <laughs> I played the Baritone. Alright. I did! You, you played the Baritone? I played the Baritone, yeah. And the Baritone? With the Blues Traveler? Uh, I know I didn't, but uh, I stopped playing because I started having asthma attacks a mm-hmm. lot then. And you did a hot dog? No, that's why I quit soccer. Soccer? You didn't quit band for a hot dog? No. No, I quit because of my uh, asthma. A- asthma? Yeah. So, also accused, besides Tatuba, uh, and Tatuba is. Chichello. Cicello and uh, a harpsichord. Yeah. And a piano. So Tatuba was actually one of the people that made the witch cake, too. Ah. Oh, and a baker. And a, as they called her, a baker. A piss baker, yeah. So also accused was Sarah Osborne, who was a poor old woman in town, and Sarah Good, who was a homeless woman. Lots a of beggar. Fucking, lots of Sarahs. Yeah. Well, that was a very common name back then. Um... The girls supposedly afflicted by the spells and uh, of the witches put on performance in court. They would do like these wild spasms or they would mimic the movements of the witch and act like they were being controlled by whoever was supposed to be a witch. And so eventually... All three, Where was Tatuba from? I believe she was from Barbados. She was from the West Indies. So were they practicing hoodoo? They may have been. I don't know about Barbados, but I'm, like, I, I'm really bad with the geography in the, like, the Caribbean and uh, the West Indies and shit like that. Mm-hmm. All I know about Barbados is, like, Kimbo Slices from there. 
That's like all I know. That's the extent of my knowledge about I Barbados. I think I went to school. I went to school with a girl. Uh, she was dating. Remember my buddy Leon? Yeah, yeah. Leon McCook. Uh, man, you may have remembered the girl. Uh, yeah, she was from Barbados. Yeah. Uh, gosh, her brother. Her brother was. He was obviously black, mm-hmm. but he would wear a, like a white power ring. No, really? Yeah, he was like... I've heard, I've heard this story, but I don't, I don't know if I remember yeah, the people. He, he, yeah, he was hanging around with, like, the white power kids. Huh. They were, they were like, the... They would wear trench coats and shit mm-hmm. before, like... Trench coat mafia. Yeah, yeah, before the trench coat mafia kids, because they were really into, like... All that music. Okay. Like, like nine-inch nails type shit, but... Like industrial, I guess. Yeah, yeah, like, stuff like that. Yeah, they would wear, like, fatigue, like, black fucking cargo pants, like, black boots, like, docks huh. and shit. Yeah, and for whatever reason, they were kind of like these racist dudes, and they started hanging out with the black dude who would wear a white power ring. Huh. Was Keisha or something? No idea. I thought that I thought that you knew her and was maybe like in a class with her. It's possible. Yeah. Oh, it's it entirely matter. possible. It so, uh, so what happened eventually is Tatuba sees the writing on the wall, and she confesses and says that she did it, and and the other and the Sarahs are witches too. Sarah Osborne actually died in prison before she could even go to trial, and Sarah Good maintained her innocence but was found guilty. Uh, Tatuba thought that she would be spared if she would uh, say she was a witch, just like, yeah, you got me, I'm a witch. Uh, we did it. And it worked, uh, in so much as Tatuba was actually pardoned for her crimes eventually, but she remained in jail for some time, well into the, uh, the, uh, to 1693, mm. because Samuel Paris, who was her owner, again, she was a slave, Refused to pay her jail fees, so they just kept her in jail. And eventually, an unidentified man paid the jail fees in 1693, and then she became his slave. It was basically like buying a slave from, like, right. like a, uh, like, I guess you would just, by paying their jail fee, they became your property yeah. at that point. Um, Sarah Good, though, was executed. She was executed along with four other women on July 19th, 1692. Uh, a sixth woman, who was actually kind of the first woman, Bridget Bishop, was executed nine days before that on July 10th. All in all, 20 people were executed for witchcraft and related charges, or died, I should say. One was not technically executed. Uh, for witchcraft and, craft and related charges in 1692. And some of the accusers definitely had ulterior motives that, if you look back at it in hindsight, seemed very obvious. Specifically, the Putnams. You had Thomas Putnam and his family, and they would levy a lot of accusations against people who were either in or close to the Porter family. And the bad blood there was because Thomas Putnam's younger brother received the lion's share of the family inheritance, and then he married into the Porter family. And Betty Paris, uh, again, Samuel Paris's daughter, the young girl at the center of all this, never, even after all this was kind of gone, admitted to making any of it up. She always insisted that she was possessed by something. Uh, but back to the Putnams, um, among the victims of the witch hunt, um, and this is the case, this is actually where that word witch hunt came into the American lexicon. Okay. Like how they'll say things are a witch hunt. Right. Yeah. Like the president now will, uh, it's a witch hunt. Yeah. Um, that, the term witch hunt comes from is the Salem witch, and it's not that good. No, 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 no. It, yeah. wasn't, it wasn't awful. Um. Let, let, do it again. It's a witch hunt. No, I didn't like it. Try it again. It's a witch hunt. Alright. No collusion. <laughs> Her emails. What's the what's the new one that he's saying? Uh, the 
what's the new line that's that's being said? Uh, I have no idea. There's like a new a new phrase. Oh gosh! The only thing I've seen with Trump is him getting booed the fuck to hell at the baseball game. Yeah, but there's, there's and people a, were chanting "lock him up." Not like pro bono, but there's a new. I I don't know. No, I, you do. We we were just talking about this. I, I, it's, it's, I'm, I'm blanking out. Well, you're blank. You know what's not going to make you think of it when you're it, like dismissing it that fast? Go, well, I don't know. I don't know. Like fucking think about it. Think about it for a second. Okay. Let's play the Jeopardy music. Sit tight, everybody, while I think of this. It's it's like a phrase. It's a Latin phrase. Quid pro quo. I okay. It. There it is. Yeah. yeah, that's what it is. That's that's the new fucking phrase that, that keeps uh, keeps getting thrown around. Why is that getting thrown around with it? Uh, because he's being accused of withholding quid pro quo. Basically, means like you scratch your back, right. you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. Yeah. He's being accused of withholding aid to the Ukraine unless the Ukraine would investigate Joe Biden's son, which is illegal if it happened. Which one, Bo? Uh, Hunter Biden. Hunter, the alive one. Yeah, because uh, I guess he, he did work in the Hunter, Ukraine. The, that should be his Hunter, Hunter the, the Living. living. Yeah. yeah. And, um, see, so yeah, that's where Quid Pro Quo came in. Cause Donald he's, the Orange. He, he's, Joe uh, the Slow. Bernie the... Feather hair. The, uh, Bernie the... I like the feather hair. Heart attack. Yeah. It wasn't too much. Oh, by the way, speaking of uh, heart attack cells, uh, Randy Couture doing? Um, he's okay. He's alive. Oh, yeah. uh, he he, uh, he had a heart attack, so he can't be doing amazing. Okay. It, but, yeah, uh, some people bounce back. Like, least, like what, Bernie, apparently. Going back to uh, this witch hunt stuff, uh, the name Putnam, mm-hmm. is, is that... I think that has something to do with, like, New York today. There's a publishing thing, a publishing company, like Putnam Books. I know there's that. Maybe there's something else, too. Okay, is that same relation? Um, that it's possible, but yeah, just to jump into what they that happened here, uh, among the victims of the witch hunt were married couple Giles and Martha Corey. Martha was looked down on by some in the area for having a son, Banani, who was of mixed race and born out of wedlock. He was, uh, what they said back then, like, I don't know if this word is uh, acceptable now, he was a mulatto. Mulatto, yeah. Yeah, um... And she was steadfast, uh, Martha Corey, that witchcraft didn't exist, and that the accusers were just lying. So she was the voice of reason here. She's like, no, witchcraft isn't real. These girls are making this up. Don't stop being crazy, was what Martha Corey was doing. So naturally, uh, Ann Putnam Jr. and Mercy Lewis, who was another girl who was saying she was possessed, naturally said, oh, that lady is saying there's no witchcraft and we're making it up? She's a witch. Hmm. And uh, how about that? And so people believed them, and uh, 72-year-old Martha Corey was hanged on September 22nd, 1692, which really shows you that the Putnams had this power where if you crossed them or you doubted them, they could have you executed. All little Ann Putnam had to do was say, they're a witch. And uh, Martha's husband, Giles Corey, was soon accused as well. And would be the last of the 20 deaths that I was talking about earlier. He wasn't executed, so 20 deaths by punishment, you could say. I don't think uh, this, by the way, the Putnam's for um, Putnam Publishing, I don't, I don't think it's in a relation. Okay, I didn't think so, but I wasn't sure. Uh, Giles Corey refused to even stand trial, and they think he may have refused to try to protect the inheritance of his family, because if he doesn't stand trial, he can't be convicted. Uh, so Giles Corey was pressed. Hey, that's the... Uh... 
coffee shop that I go to. Is this how they make their coffee? Because I'm never going there if it is. Uh, he was pressed by being placed under a pile of stones. And That's right. I did know about this. Uh, we talked about... Uh, remember when we were doing all the, the different stories for right. Secret Symposium? Mm-hmm. I think I think that this was going to be done. We're going to do an episode uh, about the Salem Witch Trial. Okay. I, I think that... Either that or... I was just really into it a little bit because I remember reading about how they would press people. Mm-hmm. And, and Giles Corey is the most famous case of it. He was, yeah, placed under a pile of stones. And they're not trying to kill him by doing this. They're not like, this isn't him being executed because he was found guilty of something. They basically wanted him to say yeah, yes or no. They, they're basically saying, do you want to plead guilty or not guilty? And he won't answer. Uh, so they're basically asking him, are you a witch? Are you a witch? And they keep putting more and more stones on top of them. And all the 81-year-old Giles Corey would say was more weight. And he was crushed to death by the stones. Huh. Hey, so I'm looking this up. This is uh, interesting. I'm looking at some of the different... Like, are, are there any, like, living relatives or oh, I'm sure there are, yeah. Uh, right, there has to be, yeah. right? Uh, but check this out. It says Ray Bradbury, huh. who, who wrote Fahrenheit 451, mm-hmm. was... Um, the Illustrated Man, excellent book. ...was a descendant of Mary Perkins Bradbury who escaped and evaded capture until the trials uh, were discredited. Yeah, a few people escaped, a few people died in prison, a few people bought their way out of prison. Um, But yeah, yeah, so... By the dawn of 1693, support for prosecuting witches was dying down a lot. And and one of the... the two, I should actually say, two of the big people behind that were the Mather, uh, the Mather family, father and son. It was Cotton Mather, who was a well-renowned minister... Cotton's a great uh, name, by the way. Like Cotton Weary from Screech. Yeah. And his father, not such a great name, Increase Mather. His name was Increase. Okay. And he was the president of Harvard College. And uh, Cotton and Increase Mather both spoke out frequently against the use of what was called spectral evidence of witchcraft. Things like children acting out, people claiming to hear voices that no one else can hear, the infamous witch cake. Basically things that are fucking dumb. They were like, yeah, that's spectral evidence, don't use it. Um, they offered that, quote, it would be better that ten suspected witches may escape than one innocent person be condemned. These are my kind of people, the Mathers. <laughs> Cotton, Increase, Marshall, I like the Mather family. Right. And so... Marshall. Uh, yeah, I like Marshall. The governor of Massachusetts Bay at this time, actually the first governor of Massachusetts Bay, was a man named William Phipps. And he ordered that the commission holding the witch trials dissolve. A new one was formed, and they instructed them, the people who were going to be trying these cases to look for more concrete evidence and not use spectral evidence. The result was far, far more grand juries refusing to indict and mostly not guilty verdicts in the trials that did take place. In May of 1693, Governor... It, it's just it's just amazing that they had any kind of trials at all. It is. Yeah. It, it's so silly that we look back that, that this is how relig- religion really played it. Like, like, there wasn't anybody with common sense to just look and go, why are we wasting anybody's time here? They should have just let everybody go and yeah. what about their day? But there are people that, I think that they were bored. Yeah. I think that there was, I think that some people bought into their own hype and just... I think that there were people that didn't give a shit if somebody got killed. Yeah. And wanted to have that power. So, you know, and absolutely. It, it's like it's like playing pretend with 
real live fucking bodies, mm-hmm. and they just didn't give a shit. Yeah, it's horrible. So, yeah, again, in May of 19, or 1693, Governor Phipps pardoned all of those who were in prison, and by 1697, the trials were declared unlawful, and a day of fasting was ordered to acknowledge the tragedy that had unfolded years before. Yeah, it seems like Phipps was uh, one of these guys that was woke. Well, he was also the governor for a little while while this was going on, too, so he wasn't... So, so what, what do you think... He changed, woke up, eventually. What do you think changed his mind? Um, people were just like... Okay, I, I, maybe people just like they can't all be witches, <laughs> like because like I think something like sixty people were accused. Um, do you think? Do you think it's one of these like kind of like a presidential thing where or people that are running for president are you know are like I'm going to do this 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 this, and then they become president and then it's kind of like you have people that are in charge of things that are like, hey, Mr. President, you can't do this 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 right. this. And then, so, so maybe for Phipps, it's kind of like, he knows that Wait, cause the, he's going to get shit if he doesn't, or if he, you know, if he doesn't kill people, mm-hmm. and then there's going to be this big influx of people that are, like, uh, in favor of these guys getting, or these women getting yeah. pardoned. So now this guy's like, shit, I got to change my tune. You think? I don't even, well, not so much because, of like, I don't think governors were elected at this point. I think they were appointed by the English. No, but and I'm talking about him changing I, I th- his I think there was the power of the church at the time, because you had, like, Samuel okay. Paris, who was the a very powerful reverend. You had uh, Putnam. He wasn't a, he was a, he was a very notable man. He wasn't, like, a, uh, a religious figure. Take and, religion out of this. How's, how's all this shit? Uh, nothing. This wouldn't have happened without right. religion. It's like, it's like Henry VIII. You know, like, now there's a good fucking, there's, would, a, there's a, good a good topic. Yeah. Next week. Henry VIII? We're doing Henry VIII next right. week. No, seriously. Okay. Yeah, yeah we're going to do Henry VIII right. next week. Um, yeah, there's a guy who he, you know, take religion out of it, and I think he was just a bloodthirsty motherfucker. Yeah. And re- religion is so fucking. We'll, we'll get into the whole religion, uh, religious uh, part of Henry VIII and his killing people and how he was taking people out of. Uh, <laughs> wasn't he like appointing? Uh, I don't know. I don't remember how, how it worked. Yeah, I'll be a little bit more versed in the, the Henry VIII topic by next week. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, there there was there was shit there too where he was like replacing uh, like higher ups. Yeah, well, he was a king, so he had absolute power really, so he could do whatever yeah. the fuck he wanted. Uh, like at this point, like there's no really king of the colonies. I guess well, the king of England, but he doesn't really give a shit about what's going on in fucking Salem or. Uh, Danvers or wherever it is. Um, so yeah, and then in 1711, the good names of the convicted were formally restored. Their families were paid restitution. Uh, the people who were hanged are still dead, of course. Uh, in 1699, John, uh, Thomas Putnam and his wife both died. And his daughter, Anne Putnam Jr., who was the one that made, the, made these accusations, at this point she was 20, and yeah, she herself accused over 60 people of witchcraft. And um, she, at the time that her parents died, had to basically help out with the other kids. She was the oldest surviving at the at that point by 1699 of, I think there were 10 kids left. And two of the kids died before Thomas Putnam and his wife did. Uh, but she was the only one that ever formally apologized for her role in it. She said, quote, I desire to be humbled before God for that sad and humbling providence that befell my father's family in the year about 92. That I... 
then being in my childhood, should by such a providence of God be made an instrument for the accusing of several people for grievous crimes, whereby their lives was, their, her, her error, not mine, their lives was taken away from them, whom now I have just grounds and good reason to believe that they were innocent persons, and that it was a great delusion of Satan that deceived me in that sad time. Here we go. Whereby she, she can't even just again. It's not. It's not her. Anything bad. It's you know she can't own up to it. I mean she's owning up to yeah, it. Yeah, to a degree. She, she's apologizing, but saying Satan. Right. Satan like, made me do it. Yeah, the devil made me do right. it. She's Flip Wilson. Yeah. Um. So. The death of the senior partners, as I was saying earlier, left Anne Jr., then herself only 20, to care for her nine younger siblings. She was frequently... Well, well hold, hold on. Actually, let's go back, because you, you didn't finish Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, so, delusion of Satan deceived me in that sad time, where I, uh, whereby I just justly fear I have been instrumental with others, though, though ignorantly in... and un, uh, un, unwittingly, to bring upon myself and this land the guilt of innocent blood. Yeah, so she she's acknowledging that they, they fucked up, but she's saying the devil made her I guess. So, the de- as I was saying, the death of the senior Putnams in 1699 left Anne Jr. I like that there was a woman named Jr. Yeah. Uh, then herself only 20 to care for her nine younger siblings. Uh, and she and Anne, Anne Jr. herself was frequently sick through her life. She passed away in, in her mid-30s. She died in the year 1716. Yeah, so two, we, two of her siblings... Uh, died. Before the parents, Before the yeah. Parents. So, yeah, there were 12 kids. By the time the parents died, it was Anne and then nine younger ones. And uh, she died, and and Putnam Jr. herself died in 1716. She was either 36 or 37, depending on when in the year she died. Mm-hmm. And she was buried with her parents in an unmarked grave. And that's the end of the Putnams. How old is she when she's making these accusations? Uh, if she was 20 in 1699, she would have been like maybe 13, 12, 13, depending okay, on so, the time of year. Yeah. It's like, because does she know that she's really playing with live, or like, in a, does a twelve-year-old mind really understand the gravity here? Or? I think once you see some people getting hanged, you understand what's happening. But, I mean, but it, I'm thinking back to twelve-year-old me, but twelve-year-old me might be different from twelve-year-old girl in 1692. Yeah, because maybe she's got these, you know, delusions and. And maybe their 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 fucking food supply is tainted by LSD or yeah. that mold. Yeah. So there, there's a lot going on there. there there's a lot. It's of a shame. For, it's a shame for everybody involved. I do have sympathy. I can have sympathy for a 12 year old girl that that killed. You know, basically had all these people killed. Yeah. Then maybe she did when she's 20 years old. Go. Oh shit! Like, what the fuck have I done? Yeah. You know, I I can I can feel. You know. You're still a piece of shit, and Junior. Uh, you're still a piece of shit, but I can, you know. Oh, totally. Yeah. I can. I can. I can not forgive, but maybe forgive. I don't know. So, uh, so obviously, the Salem witch trials are still sparking interest in many, yeah. and Salem itself is a destination for history buffs and horror fans alike. I'm supposed to go there every year for like the past fucking four years. For, well, except for this year, but right past. I guess almost six years now. Yeah. And uh, scholars and historians have, uh, at the University of Virginia, think that by going through all these accounts and knowing what they know about the area, they think they have the pinpointed the exact location of Gallows Hill in Salem, 
which is where those executions by hanging took place. Yeah. It's this rocky, hilly area that is surrounded on all... It's, like, above, like, street level, because people would watch up high for the uh, executions. Right. And it, uh, it's surrounded by residences and faces a now what's now a Walgreens pharmacy. And even if it was a little dormant for a while, the, the Salem Witch Trial story really got new life breathed into it in 1953 when Arthur Miller, a uh, famous playwright, did like Death of a Salesman and a bunch of stuff like that. He, he wrote a play called The Crucible, which used the Salem Witch Trials to make a very sharp criticism of the Red Scare and McCarthyism, which was going on at the time. Yeah. And it was made into a movie and, and, and all that. Right. And then you had, years later, you had the series uh, Salem. Yeah. Came out and there's yeah you know, there's there's all kinds of and then Salem is just kind of just that word has been kind of just associated with like spooky stuff yeah like Salem the cat on Sabrina the Teenage Witch Salem's Lost the Stephen uh, King book so my daughter is going out as Sabrina mm-hmm. for how I wanted I wanted um, my youngest son to be Archie and that that was the plan he was going to be Archie but then his mom likes to change shit so uh, he's going as something I forget. What it's nothing. It's just some like generic, like monster or something. But mm-hmm. I still, um, I prefer, I prefer kids to go out of spooky stuff as uh, as opposed to cute things. You know, like if you're gonna go out of something, I don't want you to be a cute like Hershey Kiss. I think my sister went out as a Hershey Kiss one year. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, no, I want I want like be a little zombie or something. My niece is gonna be uh, Stay Puffed. Okay, it's yeah. a ghost. It's a ghost. It's a marshmallow man person thing um i have a little list here of um notable salem witch trial descendants and relatives oh okay i don't know uh this is just a list i don't know that it's that it's actually uh these people are actually relatives but this is this is how the list goes Mm -hmm. uh comedian lucille ball oh wow lucy from i love lucy uh, american red cross founder clara uh, barton Mm -hmm. uh author ray bradbury uh george uh, w and hw bush makes uh, sense they were new englanders lgbt activist conrad yingling or J- jungle i think it, yingling? I, I guess it's yingling but it's j u e n g l i n g huh. uh fashion designer alexander mcqueen hmm. uh actress sarah jessica parker i remember this from one of those shows okay like one of those celebrity dna things yeah. or something uh prince william duke of cambridge uh, second line to the british throne uh, actor Tom Felton. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. So, and it's funny. Uh, so Prince William being related to a Bush, not, I'm not shocked about that. They always say that like they did this thing where you find out that like the Clintons, uh, well, Bill Clinton, uh, the Bushes, like all these presidents are, have like a, a, a relative, like a, a more recent right. relative mm-hmm. that connects them all. Huh. Yeah, it's like all these... Like, I wonder how recent. That would be interesting. I mean, even if it's... Look, I doubt that my lineage is going to connect me to uh, a president, any president, as far back as the 1600s, right? Yeah. I doubt I doubt that, that it is, but I think that in this case, like 1600s, something like that, huh, okay. they have this, like, relative... So that's the Salem Witch Trial. Yeah. Yeah. It's um it's sad. It's sad that people had to lose their lives based off of uh, a couple little kids. Yeah, and their and their parents are like, Yeah, yeah, it's witchcraft. 
And, and yeah, like and they didn't even mean it in the ironic sense. No, they were like yeah, the literally. Song, they thought they were witches. The song yeah. wasn't around. Yeah, I know what song is around. That's right. It's time to play everybody's favorite game. It's not who died the funniest. It's not who died the first. The name of the game is who died the oh, worst. No, who died the worst? So uh, I did try to go a little kind of spooky here. When Patty Hearst dies, we have to have who died the Hearst. Is she still alive? Patty Hearst? Yeah. I believe she is. Huh. That Hearst Yellow Journalism publication. So, um, death number one is 80-year-old Maria de Jesus Arroyo, who in, uh, she was living in Los Angeles in 2010. She was, uh, declared dead after suffering a heart attack. She was taken to uh, a local hospital. Taken? Uh, taken. I hate when people do that. When they'll, they'll write things like that where it's supposed to be taken, and they'll write taking. It's almost as bad as, like, somebody with, like, a, like a Brooklyn accent. Like, uh, so, um, let's just throw a name out there. Like, Loretta. Mm-hmm. But, but instead of saying Loretta, somebody will say Loretta right. from that area. But then... They wouldn't say, like, uh, robber. They would say robber. Yeah. You know, so they'll put an R where an A should be or an A where an R should be. You know. Accents are fucking weird. They are, they are weird. I don't have one. Mm-hmm. So... I don't, I don't get... I don't... No, what's... What? What are you, what are you saying? What was that? Mm-hmm. I don't like that. I don't like when you can do that. I'm going to ask you to never do that again. Okay. Do you comply? I will do my best. Okay. So in 2010, Maria de Jesus Arroyo suffered a heart attack and was declared dead. She was taken to a hospital, body bag. Uh, they put her in the morgue in the, in the freezer drawer. Um, she wasn't dead. Okay. She clawed her way out of the body bag from the inside, struggled to escape. Uh, she had broken her nose, suffered several cuts on her face, and ultimately she froze to death in the morgue drawer. What they should do is they should have a button that, like that releases in case of this ever happening. Yeah. You know? How often does this happen, do you think? It has to be rare. Well, we don't know because... Uh, well, you uh, you, you would get... know in most cases because there would be evidence of them struggling to get out like this. Maybe not. Maybe maybe not. Maybe... Cause, because they, they've uh, exhumed bodies where they, or they had to move caskets mm-hmm. and they've seen, like... Obviously, people try to claw out of a fucking... Well, didn't they used to have, like, bugs. a bell, like, they would put down in there? Because this was before embalming. Now, if you're being embalmed, you're going to die before you're oh, in the casket anyway. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I think they used to have, like, a bell, right? And they would put it down into the grave. I have no idea. I know they've... I've, I've seen that, but I don't know if it was just something they put in for the movies. It wasn't a real thing. Yeah. So, death number one is... They think... Just... Look. Just in case, I'm saying... Uh-huh. Put, like, a release button. You know? Maybe you push with your fucking foot or something, or... You know, something. You know, like, it, it could be up top, like, push here in case it's not dead. So you gotta put a light in there now, too. Dude, dollar store. <laughs> One of those little push-button lights. Okay. Come on, it Which costs th- a dollar. It's, it's not like they have to fucking, you know, and then you just have, like, a release. Like, they just, you push backwards. Maybe it's, like, right on the opposite side. Just have a handle where you just open you up. You have, like, motion detect, like, a motion sensor thing, like, in the... See, now you're getting a little too convoluted here with, with the technology. I'm talking just on the door itself. You just push the fucking handle. You know, have a handle on the inside. Maybe do that. Yeah, you can do that. You just yeah. have a handle on the inside, and 
One of those little dollar store fucking lights. You know, you push the button, go, oh, fuck. You know, you just get out of it. But they didn't have that, so that's death number one. You, you're pronounced dead, but you're not dead, but then you freeze like to death the in the morgue. I don't like the fact that you don't like my idea. It's the best idea I've ever heard. I didn't say that. Oh. I just, I don't like that you're, you're, you're not, like, rolling with it. You're just like, yeah, okay, cool. I, I gave you my idea. No, I, I, fucking this poor lady. I feel bad for her. I, I feel bad for her, too. It's a horrible way to go. That's why it's in Who Died the Worst. It's not who died the best. She's the winner. All right, well, let's let's play through the this, this string anyway. No, no more. So, okay, let's do so there's David Strom Jr. Uh, he was a photographer from Tustin, California. Uh, he loved to photograph sunsets, and he had climbed up into a tree to get a good shot of a sunset. Uh, while up there, he accidentally touched a power cable that was running through the tree, and um, nobody could find him. Uh, they went out looking for him that night. It was so dark that nobody ever saw him up in the tree. He didn't fall out of the tree. He was kind of dead in the tree. They found him the next morning when, like, family members were searching around and they found his phone on the ground, looked up, and saw him dead in the tree. All right, I apologize for what I said about him. I'm just upset. What? Did Did you think he wasn't going to die? <laughs> this is who died the worst. No, I knew he was going to die, but I called him an idiot for the way he died. Oh, okay. Touching a fucking power line. So yeah, it was while he was in the tree. Like yeah, he was trying to get a better. I guess he didn't notice there was a power line running. But I, the tree. I, I claim that I'm never disrespectful to the uh, to the victims, and here I am being disrespectful to the victims. So I I apologize. Well, that, that's very that's very big of you. So the the second or the the final story rather uh, comes from New York, uh, New around, York City, around the Bowery area, I believe. And um, a man just calling himself Charles Smith called the 122nd Precinct... Believable name. Uh, yeah, it was a fake name. Um, he just called anonymously and said there was a dead body in a house in this building. Uh, that there was a smell and they knew there was a dead body there. And so this was the home of the Collier Brothers. And the Collier Brothers were legendary hoarders. Pack rats, whatever you want to call them. Yeah. It was uh, Langley Collier... And, um, I don't have his brother's name here. Uh, Homer Collier. Uh, Homer Collier was uh, paralyzed and, um, relied on his brother for help. And so when they get into the house, they found, uh, just clutter. They had to actually, uh, they had to actually, like, take a lot of effort to clear the stuff out of this house. There was no doorbell, there was no telephone, the doors were locked, uh, the windows were broken, but they had an iron grill over them. They had to start pulling out the junk that was blocking their way and throwing it out into the street on uh, this old brownstone. Uh, the foyer was... Do- a, a grill over them? Yeah, like a, one of those grates, like an iron grate. Okay. Um, they had like a wall of newspapers blocking the entrance to the brownstone. There were folding beds and chairs, boxes. Uh, and finally somebody broke through a second story window... And then they found more packages, more newspapers, empty cardboard boxes, a baby carriage... A rake, old umbrellas that were tied together. And after digging around for five hours, they found Homer Collier uh, in an alcove that was surrounded by filled boxes and newspapers piled up to the ceiling. He was wearing a, a, a an old ratty bathrobe. He had matted gray hair that reached his shoulders. His head was down on his knees. They thought he was dead for maybe about ten hours at that point. So they keep looking because his brother was, like, taking care of him. And they're, like, thinking maybe his brother skipped town. Like, nobody could find his brother forever. 
And so they, they for a week, they're just clearing away junk. They're clearing away stuff from their father. Their father was a doctor. They had stuff from his medical practice. They had part of an x-ray machine. They had, uh, like, all these things. Eventually, they found Langley Collier, ten feet away from where Homer had died. He was in a two-foot-wide tunnel that was lined with bed springs and drawers. And the, the smell was actually his body, because he had been dead for a little while, and then his brother starved to death. So this is a two-for-one. Uh, the first death is the one brother that died in his, a pile of rubble because he was a hoarder. And the second was the brother that starved to death because the brother that was taking care of him died in a pile of their hoarding rubble. Hmm. So just to kind of... Well, you already declared your winner. It's the lady that was caught in the morgue. But then death number this two... This is... No, this... this th so death number three gives death number one a run for its money. Uh... Yeah, it's it's that's a tough one. Okay, so death number one, you have this lady who basically wakes up mm -hmm. and she's trying to claw her fucking way out of Like a morgue out slab. Of, out of Out of a body bag for one and then out of a morgue slab after that. Right. Um Whew, that uh, that's scary. That's a scary thing, and then she fucking dies. I'm thinking we can get rid of death number two. Death number two is gone. Yeah. Death number two is fucking the tree. Yeah. Uh, look. Does it suck? Yeah, but, like, hey, we know electricity hurts. Yeah, death um, number three. Well, you have two deaths, really, to choose from. The guy who was crushed under all of his hoarding junk, and then the, the old other brother who can't feed himself and is now That's what I start really feel bad about. That's the one I feel really bad for, too. Yeah, we, if we're going to treat them separately, then the one that got crushed can go out because he was a hoarder. Right. And this is what happens. Uh, but, yeah, the real victim there is the other one that... So now, now it's, it's down to... A woman who wakes up, and you know I'm going to do something that's it's not. I'm going to okay. Whew. Your winner this week, uh huh, is death number three. Okay, all right. So it's the guy who just I I I'm with you because the lady was eighty. She was eighty. She was on her way out anyway. Yeah, she almost died to begin with. This guy, I think he was older too, but that's a horrible way to go. Like nobody's there to help you. Nobody really knows you're there. You're and you're starving to death. Like, that is an awful way to go. Yeah. I agree with you. I, I think that's the worst. We've come to a consensus. They're both sad. They're, they're all sad, They're yeah. all sad. I, I, like, you know, like we said, everything we, we, we put a happy face on sad times. I don't think we did this time. No, we put a sad face on sad times. Yeah. Sure. Happy birthday to us. Yeah. Oh, boy. Let's go celebrate. Yeah. Well... We'll see you next week, maybe. I don't even know anymore. No, we will, because we gotta do Henry VIII. Oh, yeah, 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 we gotta do Henry VIII. So we'll see you next week with more murder. My dude. So what was that thing you were talking about that would be on December 25th before Christmas? Mithra? Yeah, yeah. What were they celebrating? Like, the, the epic battle they had with Godzilla or something?